Good evening, and thank you for checking out the Out in Westchester podcast. This week, we're coming to you from the Hudson Anchor at 222 Beacon Avenue in Sleepy Hollow, New York. Check out HudsonAnchorSeafood.com and follow them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Hudson Anchor. My name is Frank Pellegrino, and joined as always by my incredible co-host, Liz Wadalski. Hi. Hi, everybody. Hey, Thanks for you? coming on the show today. Uh, Thank you, you guys for being here. It's our pleasure. Thank, Thank you for having us. We are very excited. We've got three guests, and two of them are owners of the place. So we have to be really respectful about what we say about the Hudson Anchor here. There you go. <laughs> uh, but first, to Liz's left, we have singer, songwriter, alt-country, indie folk artist, Greg Jacquin. GregJackwinMusic.com. His album just came out a couple months ago. Clock slowed down. Please check that out on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. He's got some dates. Got a lot of dates coming up, especially here. Every Monday, there's an open mic here. Yeah, that's right. Hudson Anchor. Every Monday, they have the open mic at Hudson Anchor from seven to nine p.m. Are you here for every single one? Uh, I, I have been so far. I try to be as often as possible. I have a friend of mine, Greg Connors, who hosts in my absence, and and plenty of other musicians available to host if if necessary. And then on Friday you're here as well, right? You and then play. Uh, on most Fridays to have singer songwriter night here at, at Hudson Anchor. Um, the next one is uh, on on September 27th here at Hudson Anchor with Ariel Eden and and Andy Stack and myself, and those are. Uh, Seven to nine, also on Friday nights, and that, they've been getting real popular. Starting to have a lot of fun. And then on September 28th, you'll be at Dudley's in New Rochelle, and then October 17th, the Green Growler in Croton. Yeah, that's right. Um, all, the, uh, both of those venues have started singer-songwriter uh, showcases, also. So th- there's anywhere from 10 to 20 musicians performing short sets at those, the sh- kind of showcasing the talent in the Hudson Valley, which right. is is a really great night for the musicians and for the people. And a couple of people that have been really helpful with that, for especially in Sleepy Hollow, two owners of Hudson Anchor. We have Melinda Kearns and Gary Serena here with us. Thank you for joining us. Yes, absolutely. Hey, absolutely. Thank, Thank you. you very much. So Hudson Anchor has been here for about two years now, almost two years now? Going on two years. Coming up on two years. And I just learned that, um, Gary, you you own the property, so you've seen a lot of places come and go. Sleepy Hollow is really a blossoming community right now, especially right here on the water. Yes, sir. Um, you know, when they changed the name of North Terry down to Sleepy Hollow, the mayor at the time, Sean Tracy, um, you know, he was telling everybody, you know, if we change the name, build it, they'll come. And, and he was right, because here we are 15, you know, whatever it is, years later, and Sleepy Hollow is the place to be in October. So. I guess I'm a yeah. little out of the history of it. This hasn't always been Sleepy Hollow. It's been North Terrytown. For I was I was born in North Terrytown. Yeah, I lived. I grew up in North Terrytown. When did they change the name to Sleepy Hollow? When or why? When? When? Do you I remember? think around 17 years ago. And why? Really? They didn't want to be north of anything. Okay. Okay. So was it known also as Sleepy Hollow? No. Affectionately, no. no. No, no, no. So Sleepy, Sleepy Hollow comes from the literary. Yeah. Um, the Headless Horseman. The Horseman. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, and this year we're celebrating the bicentennial of Washington Irving's novel, and so that's where the town, the name of the town, comes from. Is ultimately the the novel. Yeah. So you're really? telling me that the Headless Horseman did not run through North Tarrytown. Oh, he sure did. He sure did. Okay. He sure did. That's what I'm trying to. But Over the sure years, did. this town had many names. Beekman Town. Was one, really? Um, Beekman Avenue. Okay. Right. Um, I think there was another one, and then uh, North Terrytown, and now Sleepy Hollow. And uh, it used to be North Terrytown High School, which is right up the street. Mm-hmm. Still an active school, elementary school. Which is where both Greg and Gary went to school. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. And, and the high school, um, when they built the big new high school, like named that Sleepy Hollow. And I think. Uh, the Rockefeller family had a lot to do with the financial of that school, and with that financial came the name Sleepy Hollow that they wanted it to be in order for them to put out the money. Wow. Could be okay. wrong. I didn't Could know that at all. Did you know that? No. I, I always thought it was the Gallo. I grew up I, in Thornton. Isn't that why we're here? Yeah. This is a lot. There are a lot of <laughs> legends <laughs> here. A lot of legends yeah. here. And, you know, yeah. the, this is... Uh, the hollow gem, you know, um, as as Irving refers to in his novel, and 
did the Headless Horseman travel and, and woo Katrina at that bar? Quite possible. Mm-hmm. It is. <laughs> so, Greg, you grew up in Terrytown? Yeah, I did, actually. I had no I idea. I grew up in Terrytown. Wow. I, I moved uh, away for a few years, but then I came back. So, Terrytown's nice. It's got that small town feel still. I just love yeah. it because it's by the water. It's grown. It's, it's been, river. yeah, that's, that's. And there's so much development going on right now with the Toll Brothers over there. It's so when incredible. we met Greg, um, it was a natural fit because one of the things, you know, not only have they been here, you know, most of their lives, actually their entire lives, and I'm a newcomer and so it's kind of like that juxtaposition of really what Beekman Avenue and Sleepy Hollow really is, is that marriage of new and tradition, and when we met Greg, it was a natural fit um, to continue to support our local artists, Yes, and that was one of the reasons why, you know, Greg (coughs) started coming here um, together with the ballads, you know, I call them ballads, that he sings of the Hudson River, and as our friendship grew, um, Greg ultimately has taken over the music scene here, so to speak. And uh, happy to support that. It's been great. Your first album was called Hudson River. Yeah. Well, I've embraced the Hudson Valley and the Hudson River and my music in such a way that it's unavoidable. So I've decided to just go with it. And and Hudson Anchor uh, has has been a perfect fit, like like Melinda said. I'm always looking for new venues to perform at and to try to bring my music to and to my friends' music. but you know, Hudson Anchor has just been one of the ones that has gone above and beyond right. um, what normal venues do. No. But you, you do a lot of um, singer-songwriters, like at Birdsell House. I remember, yeah. like, you know, you played up in Peekskill quite a bit. Yeah, I, I played Birdsell. Birdsell House was actually one of the first venues that allowed me to play originals okay. in Westchester, which was nice. I can't wait to get back there. Yeah. And. Um, are there many places? I mean, obviously we know around Blacks and White Plains and Lucy's and Pleasantville and Birdsall and Peekskill. Uh, are there many places in Sleepy Hollow, Tarrytown area that are kind of embracing the the local musician scene? Well, there really hasn't been. The setback in uh, traditionally has had cover bands yeah. for, forever. The uh, tap room has people too. The tap has recently had you know started to have music. Um, J.P. Doyle's up the block is, has had music. Right. I think everyone's following uh, the trend in the Hudson Valley right. that started with um, Six Degrees of Separation yeah. in Ossining. Os- right. and, and Scott, the owner who was a huge supporter in music, and right. kind of showed all the other restaurants in Westchester that it was safe to have original music and that right. people would still come and still listen and still drink and eat. So it didn't have to be covers and for no. three hours. I love yeah. original music. I love your music. Yeah, and it's fun to bring my friends to be able to give my friends a venue to perform into. Because a lot of them had given up on Westchester. Sure, I know a lot of them too. As far as performing. Yeah. I've met many of them because of Liz. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. There's so many great like musicians and talented people who are writing their own music. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, absolutely. It's, it's great that a place like the Hudson Anchor can kind of follow suit with these others that are, you know, putting their claim in and say, hey, no, we're embracing this yeah. community here. Well, there's bigger venues like in, in the Bowery Ballroom and Music Hall of Williamsburg that are having three or four original acts a night. You know, they're, you know, they're filling it and they're selling um, tickets. There's no reason why Westchester and the smaller towns can't uh, copy that in a, smaller, in a smaller level. And I think it's starting to, to build, starting to build a following and people are starting to see that it's real. Because a lot of times you're not sure what you're going to get when you go out and see a local musician or performer but there's really been a quality you know blooming in in Hudson Valley which which we're proud of we didn't even get a chance to talk to Greg about this but Melinda and I were speaking last couple of nights since our Friday night music has been gradually taking off um, you know we did it for two reasons help support him and support ourselves you know um, it's a it's a win-win situation and we're discussing having venues where a little bit later at night and having it a music night, hmm. you know, not just for the diners, but for the people who want to come and see Greg and the other bands, you know, and... Um, and right, because it, it d- depends on the singers themselves. Greg um, depends on who he selects to compliment him on a certain night, ultimately compliments the dining experience. Right. Um, but there are a few that we are looking um, 
to schedule later on at night and to have a very different experience like an after late night. More, more to be revealed. Well, How late can you have music yeah. playing here in the area? Is there a curfew? Is it like a midnight? Is it a 2 a.m.? What time will they call the police? <laughs> I like think, the way you think. No, I don't think there is one. And, and you guys just recently had um, Alex Cano on your show, and I think yeah. he played here recently. And his Alex is great. His yeah. his um, full band would do great here yeah. on, a, on yeah. a later night, you know, yeah. maybe right. selling tickets right. and having and having a better uh, bigger crowd. Right. You know what's great is that when the Toll Brothers property finally comes up, oh, this is going to be it. It's going to be absolutely yeah. forth between you guys and your neighbors. Yeah, yeah. constantly from your mouth to God's ears. No, they, it's they true. Already, yeah. no, it's um, true. It's going to be. It's good. It's good to have someone right next door. You know that people okay, go here for the music, they go here after, then vice versa. That's right. You have so, to have a variety a little bit, even yeah, if you and love it's one Creating one a scene place. right in this neighborhood, which is fantastic. Yeah. Right. This whole restaurant is a house, right? Correct. It's a whole house that you've. Yeah. It's been in your family since 1952. 53, yes. 53, yeah. and it, what's great is there's downstairs with a bar with a seating area, and then you have a whole upstairs that has a whole patio that overlooks the Hudson oh, and the yeah, lighthouse. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Well, and you yeah. put the music upstairs, and sometimes even outside, you were saying. Yeah. So, I mean, for for nights out, I mean, I think that's just, it's beautiful to see the Hudson and listen to music. And, yeah. you know, it's so romantic, and you come here on a date and get some food. How late is the restaurant, um, the, the kitchen open till? We close when the last person <coughs> leaves. When the last person <laughs> eats. That's great. Yeah. It, 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 it's an interesting setup or layout of the space because you've got back here, which is an intimate, you know, sort of below the sea kind of experience. And you've got the bar in the lower area, which we open the French doors. And then there's upstairs, outside, inside. And, and there's, you know, if your mood changes, you move around and it's a totally different experience in each of the spaces. Yeah. It's kind of cool. So 40 years, mm -hmm. 40 years you've owned the building. Mm, 53 would be yeah, more than, than 40 50 66 years. Wow. Well, when my, my father bought it, years. the bar was all the way down on the bottom level. Mm -hmm. It's that other wall. Up here was a, uh, a dining area. Probably a little poker back here. Kitchen was always there. Uh -huh. And there was only this one level. Uh, when I renovated in 2003, 2004, I added the second level when I had Lighthouse Coffee. There's also apartment in, in the attic, but um, adding that second floor made it a unique space yeah. because the outside deck is extremely unique. The upstairs dining room we use for private events, you know, whether it's music. That's great. We, we've done a number of different um, private parties. We did a wedding that last two weeks ago. Uh, we're doing another, uh, what do you call it? Person dinner. No, when they t take the whole restaurant. Oh, yeah, it's a double level. Wedding. Uh, they're taking over the restaurant, right? So what's interesting about this building, the history of it, is when his father bought the building, they all worked at GM, which was across, across the street, the right? Which is now being developed into that's condos. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And uh, so yeah. this building served many of the GM employees, and Gary's mom was the one that cooked. Yeah. Right. Um, and he was also an artist and a former fire chief of Correct. then North Terrytown. And all these paintings in our restaurant are Steve Serena, his father. Your father artwork. did that? All father, of them. Anything artwork. hanging in here, yeah. my father painted. And most of them I were painted in here. Yeah. At the bar. At the bar. Over there somewhere. So. He was very talented. Yeah. yeah. They're great. But back when my father opened this and they bought this and opened in 1953, you know, General Motors was in full swing of three shifts. You're talking anywhere between four and 6,000 people in and out of General Motors a day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it was a huge assembly plant. You right. know, I showed Melinda some pictures the other day about what it used to look like across the street. It was massive. Yeah. You know, it's 99 acres. And, you know, wow. It's, it, it, um, it employed a lot of people for a long time. You know, so. so 2003, 2004, you did the renovations in place. Correct. Um, so, and it was a cafe. Since then, how many businesses have been in and out of this building? I had Lighthouse Cafe uh, opened in August of 2006, and I sold it to Sunflower in 2008. Um, she didn't last very long, about a year. Um, then I had to go up against City Hall to have the location liquor license approved. Oh, wow. 
So that was a little bit of a struggle having to do with uh, the zoning, uh, our neighbors, um, our commercial neighbor next door. Um, and once I got the building approved for liquor, I then leased it to uh, the Moon River Grill. I think I remember that. Right. A fellow by the name of Bob, he was connected to uh, Terrytown Boat Club and a cabin. And he did a, about three years here. His silent partner, Manny, took over, turned it into the Rivers. River Grill. And he lasted about three years, and um, Melinda and I, uh, you know, got to put our heads together and said, you know, I'm just tired of, you know, begging for my rent, and I figured if anybody else is going to owe me money, it's going to be me. So is this your first restaurant venture? Restaurant venture, yes. yes. So how, how has it been, you know, kind of juggling both? Is it almost easier kind of having your hand in both things going on, or is it both? Both restaurant and being a landlord, owning uh, the building. That's as well. that's easy. That's easy. That's okay. easy. Juggling a career union carpenter job. Oh, okay. Juggling restaurant, same as Melinda juggling, you know, her career and restaurant is not easy. It's not, it's not easy at all, especially in the beginning. Uh, eventually, we will be able to have a general manager, and we can actually step back and. Um, Right. You know, do a little less and let them do a little more. Right. But right now, um, I'm day-to-day -day operations, Melinda's day-to-day -day operations. We each have our own basically assigned tasks, what to do. You know, she does everything having to do with the bar. I don't drink. I got no business talking about beer and wine. You know, um, I manage and hire uh, employees, hire, you know, work the floor, you know. Hmm. So the biggest challenge when you were the landlord was getting the rent from from your your tenants you know that's crazy I, I wish we could live in a good fellas days yeah <laughs> <laughs> fuck you pay me what's the <laughs> what's the longest any of your tenants went without paying you six eight months oh my god what recourse is there at that point yeah, you get to six months like how how many months i imagine i've got shovels in the backyard <laughs> <laughs> is no, that really the only recourse it's, it's extremely hard for a landlord to collect their rent. You just can't come in and strong arm somebody for their money. Um, there's uh, channels, court, you know, um, I had to sue both of those tenants. Um, I was awarded eviction and judgment, but if the tenant pays the judgment before the eviction, you can't evict them. Right. It's oh all God. wiped out. Because they're, they're, they're it's in all good wiped. standing You're back in point. good standing. Right. Um, and, and I won't lie, uh, the way I had to get rid of my last tenant was uh, not nice. I literally put plywood on every opening in the building. Wow. And he wouldn't get out. Right. He wouldn't pay me, wouldn't get out. Yeah. You know. Now the judgment, is that yeah. the equivalent to how much they owe you in rent plus, or is it almost like a, like a half type of thing, like a down payment? Well, one guy is still paying me uh, out of his paycheck. The sheriff takes it out of his paycheck every month. And uh, we get like a seventy-eight dollar check or something. Oh my God! And that is not even an interest. No interest on it. No, no, what he's what I get from him doesn't even cover the interest on the money he owes. Oh, so it's, it's not easy being a landlord. No, so, I can't imagine it's not. So seeing those restaurants, I guess two or three, it sounded like. Were you able to take notes so you could, you know, you adjust and cause this place is so beautiful. Thank and you. I've heard nothing but good things so far about it. Um, were you taking notes and saying, okay, this is how he screwed up this way. This is how they screwed up there. Now I know going in, I can avoid those things because I've watched them make the mistakes. Yes and no. You know, because um, any business in the beginning, you're playing a shell game. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, you're borrowing from Peter to pay Mary because Paul's broke, mm -hmm. you know. And, um, you know, you just you do what you got to do. Right. You know, Melinda and I our uh, co-owners and uh, every now and again there's weeks and months that we're still pulling out of our pocket you know so but it's it's part of doing business right was there any mistake that you witnessed them make that you watched maybe it was five ten years ago 15 years ago and you thought to yourself what the hell are they doing yeah i watched owners sit at that bar doing nothing while everybody else was working oh. you know, we, melinda and i are knee deep in this restaurant every day mm -hmm. you know whether we're on the phone doing stuff or on the floor you know melinda covers several shifts behind the bar a week you know and uh i'm on the floor almost every night 
time. So one of us is always here while we're open. It's nice that it's like, yeah. you know, small business, yeah. you're hands-on. We're, we're a mom and pop. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. You we're manage everything pop. inside and out, make sure yeah. everybody's okay and everybody's happy. That makes a big difference because it, yeah. it, it's top down. Mm -hmm. You know, when the owner is actually working and they're not sitting on their ass doing right. nothing, right. it really sets the trend for the rest of the staff. So they see the owner or the general manager hustling, that motivates everyone else, the bartender, the server, the porter, the busboy, mm -hmm. to also keep on hustling because, you know, you can see the owner getting their hands dirty, you respect that a lot more. You know, you see that and that's yeah. that's the right way to do it, you know. And, and, and we've both, Melinda and I have both been in the dish pit Mm -hmm. We've both been behind the stove, you know. We we've both done every job here. That's good. Right. You know, so. more bathrooms, bathrooms place yeah. than yeah. I yeah. ever have. Filet, filet, bronzino, <laughs> cleaning, bronzino. I mean, you know, the show must go on. You know, we've had you know every now and again a chef gets the attitude. He walks out the back door. Uh, yeah, if sure. you think I'm locking Happens. the door, I'm not locking the door. Yeah, we will cook and we have. That's good. You That's know? really really good. So, so Melinda. Um, you had mentioned to me something about the food. Can we talk a little bit about the food? It's mostly seafood, mostly right? Seafood. Is it mostly seafood? Seafood based. Yes. Seafood based. Yes. But you had said something that I've never heard before, which is unadulterated food. So when I came into the, the sexual? picture, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> I've never heard that. Have you heard unadulterated no, never heard food that. before? No. That just makes me think that the the, the chef is naked. Uh, yeah. Is <laughs> no. he got a fair going on behind the bar? I don't He's know. only wearing an apron. That's, yeah. that's a secret. That's secret. Yeah, that's right. That, that's the secret. There you go. What can you um, can you give us a little bit of what that is? So as Gary said, we are not your traditional restaurateurs. We are now. We are you know your full full fledged um, restaurateurs now. Now, but uh, I have a career in pharmaceutical sciences. Um, so I once um, developed uh, chemotherapy drugs. That's really wow. what my background is. And wow. now I'm a full-time professor um, of organic chemistry and genetics and all of those fun things um, at Concordia. So after a career in designing chemotherapy drugs, I mean, ultimately, you know, where it's where it's at in terms of health is, you know, um, good food and good drink. And that's what I mean by unadulterated. So what you'll find here is our techniques and the ingredients. I mean, we have, I have a zero tolerance policy for uh, preservatives. Okay. Um, there is almost absolutely nothing frozen here, um, except for shrimp there, you know, many times we can't get that. Uh, uh, there's absolutely no high fructose corn syrup in anything we put here behind the bar with the exception of soda because we can't get that right. without high fructose corn syrup and ketchup unfortunately we can move to organic but um, it's not going to be a good business model if we go that way so you know there are the 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 uh the, there are the few adulterated vices that we do and you know indulge our customers in um but yeah that's what we try to do here can somebody pay more for adulterated food? <laughs> like, what if they want that little extra preservative in MSG? Hey, you know, you're going to pay else. me a copay down the line to make a drug That's for you true. or do it here. Pick one. Yeah. Right? We're either going to do it with some great live music I honestly, or we're going to do it in a doctor's office. Which right. one is it going to be? Uh, I love right. the idea, you guys. I love the model. It's fantastic. That's no really preservatives? Good. That's, that's amazing. Fresh food? Absolutely mm -hmm. not. Even our ranch dressing, you, know, you want ranch dressing, we'll make it for you. Yeah. You know, it doesn't come out of a bottle. Oh my God. That is, wow. that is the rule here. That's amazing. Honey mustard, you know, we'll make, we'll make honey mustard. Well, I always think that all these crazy, you know, cancer and all these diseases that everybody is going through is because our food is so processed. Absolutely. You know, there's so many hormones jumped into meat and chicken, particularly chicken. I gotta ask. I just, I think all everybody's getting sick and dying younger because there's too much processing to get the food out to us too fast. Yeah, Greg, I can imagine you know performing at all different bars, restaurants, clubs, and venues. Have yeah. you ever had any place with unadulterated? I imagine most of the food you've had in these bars and restaurants where you're performing, it's like overly processed, super fried, well, you know, uh, frozen to, for months. To be honest with you, I noticed uh, in over the past 10 years or five years, it's been there's been a lot more venues that are opening up with the organic food and the, and the organic vibe and, and, the, and caring about the food a little bit more, which is, is, is refreshing and welcoming because I happen to eat healthier and, and organic. And 
So this is perfect for you. Yeah, this is this perfect is for me. I, I eat here. It smells so good in here right now. I know they're yeah, cooking I for us. <laughs> yeah. The food is. I get to eat here a couple so times a week, so I can vouch for it. Uh, <laughs> everything being delicious. So. Greg's a huge fan of our fish and chips dish. And the Brussels yeah. sprouts. Yeah, and the Brussels sprouts. How do you do the Brussels sprouts? Everything. It's um, it's sautéed and then it's you're gonna have it. Can't oh, yeah, we're gonna have it cool. with peanuts and and toasted coconut. And the fish and is it fried? The fish and chips. The fish and chips is fried. Absolutely, you have to have a vice, right? I mean, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a little adulterated going on. A little adulteration. <laughs> I never heard that term though uh, used for foods. So that's cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and slide that in anytime I can when I'm at a restaurant. <laughs> also, also with her drinks, um, she Melinda uses all fruit juices, fresh Natural fruit juices. juices. Yep. You know, nothing out of the gun. Melinda, do you have a restaurant history? I do, not. I do not. I do now. Yeah. I do now. I, I can no longer say I do not. Wow. Yes. But absolutely a, a, an incredible hospitality background because of my, you know, my culture. Um, and my vision when we opened this was what you see now. I wanted a little bit more than casual. I wanted people to enjoy life here. Um, and this is, you know, what we opened. We, we, you know, opened the doors and really were looking to enjoy and celebrate people's live life experiences and life celebrations. And we've done that. It's it's yeah. it's so incredible when we do anniversary parties and the wedding we just did. And every every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, there's at least one or two anniversary night, birthday night. You know, we've nice. become that place. Yeah, that's great. Know. Because the upstairs is so nice with that with that deck and that patio yeah. that you have out there. It's, it's, but you know, one of the things we wanted to do too was um, we've gotten away from going out and eating uh, as a special event, right? I mean, it used to be back you know 20 years ago, going out was a treat, yeah. and as a culture, we've sort of gotten away from that. And one of the things we wanted to do here was to keep it casual, but still have it be special. You know, mm -hmm. there is a tablecloth, but it doesn't mean that it's going to cost an arm and a leg. We just want it to be, you know, a night out. You know, just walk away from your own home and come into ours and have a special night out. You know, and that's true because you see the slow decline now of those fast casual restaurants yeah. and. Places like this are what people prefer to go out to now. You, right. you don't see Friendlies anymore. You don't see Charlie Browns. You don't see any of these. You see places yeah. like Applebee's and Fridays completely make over themselves yeah. multiple times over a few years. It's like people are getting away from that because it's mm -hmm. adulterated food. <laughs> and guys, we're exactly. coming to you from the Hudson Anchor 222 Beekman Avenue in Sleepy Hollow, New York. Check them out, HudsonAnchorSeafood.com. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to try some Brussels sprouts and whatever else they have. We'll be right back and we'll talk about it all. Downstairs. That's, that's, that's not on adulterated. <laughs> yes. She is. She's in a mood. <laughs> All right, we're rolling. There must be that beer, batter, vodka, fish and chips. Yeah, guys, we are coming back to you from the Hudson Anchor, 222 Beekman Avenue, Sleepy Hollow, New York. Uh, HudsonAnchorSeafood.com at Hudson Anchor on social media. Again, we are joined by Jag. Oh my Greg. God, Greg Jacqueline. Jack you Thank were too you. worried about the last name. Like, <laughs> no. that you messed up the first. Uh, as well as Melinda and Gary, co-owners of the Hudson Anchor here, right here in Sleepy Hollow, booming area. A lot of fun stuff happening. Thousands of people about to move in here, and we just had some of the best unadulterated food. The best adulter yeah, unadulterated food I've ever, I've ever had. It might be the only. Unadulterated the food only, only unadulterated yeah. food we've ever had. The scallops. The burger. The bur oh, let's keep going back. Your turn. Uh, the the, the Brussels sprouts. <laughs> <laughs> the burger. Burger. Everything. Everything. Fish and chips. Fish and chips. I'm sorry. Yes. Fish and chips amazing. I'm on the Brussels sprout kick. At oh, you the are. Moment. I can't help it. Yeah. They're... We picked a couple of these things. I have some to of these say, are Greg's favorites. Oh, yeah, exactly. The food here is absolutely unbelievable. It is. Unadulterated food is probably the best food I've ever eaten. Thank you. In it's my life. Good. Yes. Everybody yes. needs to come to this restaurant. I agree. Yeah. Everybody. You need to come here. The set, the scallops, 
unbelievable. The tuna. Wait, tell tuna us about tacos? the burger, guys. Yeah. It's not just a regular burger. No, no. it's not. You're it's explaining like bison the, burger. No, not no, bison. No, no, it's a short rib. Short, short, rib. short rib burger, that's it. Yeah. Bra braised short rib. Short rib is usually one of my go-tos when I go to a new restaurant. If the short rib is on there, I'm ordering short rib. So I tasted it in there. It tastes yeah. incredible. It's about a 50-50 mix. Yep, 50-50 mix. 50-50 mix. And the Brussels sprouts. I tasted honey. I tasted sriracha. What else was in that? Toasted coconut. Coconut. Peanuts. Wow. Yeah. Love. Love, Ooh. yes. A lot. Unadulterated love. love. Yeah. All, all, our, all our orders are made to order. There's nothing in there pre-done waiting for a customer to order. So if somebody has a peanut allergy and they say, you know, I want the Brussels sprouts, but I can't have any peanuts Absolutely. in there, Absolutely. you, you make everything out. fresh Absolutely. to order here. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's why I love this place. So we, we could be easy vegan, easy vegetarian. Gluten? Gluten, gluten free. Yeah. Gluten -free. Well, I, almost all, every one of our dishes can be manipulated that way. So. I love it. I hate when I go to a restaurant and I don't want an ingredient on a burger or on a sandwich or a salad. And they won't do it. And they won't do it. It's like, oh, it's made that way. I'm like, okay, it's fresh though, right? Like, yeah, but the chef won't do it. Mm -hmm. nah. We'll tell you about that later. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> because the chef didn't do it. He's not going to do it now. Um, what is your favorite dishes here, guys? Uh, I, I like the shrimp dishes. I like the we have a ribeye steak. I like the ribeye. Um, what's the new dish called? I don't even know the name of the big thick pasta and uh, brisket braised brisket. Oh, oh my gosh! Cherry. The cherry. Yeah. You know, with an orange cream sauce. Melinda, what about you? I like them all. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I, I'm a picker. I'm a grazer. So if, if I, my favorite thing here would be, can you put a little of that and a little of that and a little of that on a plate? And it's just, you know. Do you find a lot of people ordering and just sharing a lot of stuff here? We do. We do. Right, because there's, there's such do. a nice selection. And one of the, the things menu. we just started doing recently are dishes for two. Yeah. Um, oh, like a surf right. and turf for two. And you or, do a prefix yep. menu too. It's like a three we course do. for thirty two ninety five. That's right. Sunday through Thursday. Three Are you closed seven. on Tuesday? We're closed so don't on, come Tuesday. on Tuesday. Well, but oh, in October. October 1st. Yeah. Through October and part of November, we will we'll, we'll be open every day. Right. Oh, okay. That's great because you have people banging on the door to get in here today. We were here. Yeah. 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 We're filming on a Tuesday and four people try to come in and eat dinner, which I thought was great. Yeah. It's a testament yeah. to your food and how amazing it is and your yeah. clientele. It's that. loyalty. I love it. Yeah. And you do a happy hour. Every do. Monday through Friday. Monday through Friday, three to seven. Three to um, seven. Five dollar cocktails and wines. You want right. to tell us a little bit about that? Five dollar all well drinks, any well drink you can make. And one of the things we try to um, encourage people is to create your own well drinks. I mean, we've got everything from rum to tequila, tequila gold, white, um, spiced rum, coconut rum. There's so many things that you can make with, you know, with um, house liquor um, juices. You know, jazz it up whatever way you want. So those are all five dollars. Mexican Moscow mules, always five bucks during uh, happy hour. And we've also got uh, Stella, um, which is $6 during happy hour, and uh, small plates. Right, $6 so, for small plates. That's right. right, smaller versions of what you just had. And oh, nice. and I have right here one of, you have a whole list of specialty cocktails right. of what people wanted when they came in. You were telling me about some of them, the history of some right. of them. Right here I have the Headless Horseman, right. which, it certainly looks bloody. <laughs> Can you tell us what's in this? It's beautiful. I had to save it for 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 the filming of it. It's beautiful. What's in this? So that's one of our seasonals, and our cocktails change with the seasons. So right now we're in our our fall. Um, so that's the headless horseman, and that's creme de cassis, or we could use chambord if you want to spice it up a little. It's got pineapple juice and champagne, and it's rimmed with raspberry. It really looks like blood. It yeah. is that's really cool. So, yeah. I love it. That's going to be great for Halloween. It's though. great for Halloween. Yeah. The headless horseman is perfect. When, when I ordered it, I didn't think it was going to come out looking like that. And when you handed it to me, I was like, oh my god. I cannot <laughs> even, I don't even want to sip it yet. <laughs> it's so cool. Unadulterated. Unadulterated, <laughs> exactly. You know what's funny is is um, working with Liz over the last couple of months. Like you find things that are weird about your 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 partner, you know. And one of them is every week she'll have something weird to throw at me. Like the word, we're going to this place. It's great. The food is unadulterated. I'm just like, what the fuck are you talking? 
Or they'll be a musician that I have no idea who they are, exactly. and then of course I get, and she's always right about it though, and I have a great time, and they're fantastic, and they're talented. Working together now for two years, guys, what's been like the one thing that like gets on your nerves, or what's the one thing that sticks out as this slows me down, or oh, you know what, I need them to do that for me because it keeps me in check. Everything. Everything. <laughs> One word. She'll give a real answer. She'll give a real answer, I bet. Our personalities. How so? We are as different as we look. Yeah. Really? We, we are as yeah. different as we look, and it works well sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes we want to kill each other, literally. Yeah. Um, but because our styles are so different, it, it actually adds to what we really are. You know, um, I'm a lot more low-key. Um, sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, Gary's a lot more direct. Um, I tend to, you know, uh, we have very different management styles and we approach our employees very differently. Uh, there are times when I need him and there are times when he needs me to do a certain thing. Um, certain things on the menu, you know, we'll argue back and forth about it, um, about what we want to do. The only thing we don't argue about is the bar. Yeah, I have, I, you know, I don't know, I'm a recovering alcoholic, so. In the beginning, she she tried and I tried to learn wine, craft beer. I swear I tried. It goes in one ear and out the other, and I finally just went, it's all yours. Okay. You know, so there's no argument behind the bar. One could say that a recovering alcoholic knows more about the bar than someone who isn't, though. As far as I'm concerned, back then, if there was booze in it, I drank it. It didn't have to be a headless horseman. Yeah. Congratulations, by the way. How long has it been? Uh, I haven't had a drink in over 20 years. 20 years. Wow. That's amazing. Right. That's Every, great. Do you know how many 15. people that I know that are, are like that? It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's not easy. You probably know more Especially, that like, <laughs> the fact that you own a bar, it, it, yeah. temptation's yeah. there every day. Yeah, exactly. But no, there's no temptation. Right. I, I have a choice. Right. You know, if I want to drink, there's $10,000 worth of booze staring at me. Right, you know, exactly. It's, it's not. And I'm the opposite. I will drink everything behind yeah. that bar. Yeah. <laughs> How long have you guys known each other? Three years. Yeah, just about three, three years. years. Coming up okay. on three years. And you just hit it off and like, we're going right. to work together. This is going to be great. And right. it's fantastic. You both have different ways that you approach. Do you guys ever play good cop, bad cop? When oh, I, uh, always. Yeah? yeah. Always. I think that's almost natural. Yeah, you I have to. I see you both it's play almost natural. either role. And Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's it almost goes natural. back and forth. Depending on what it is, yeah. um, she will easily be the good cop and makes me be the bad cop. Yeah. When there's a troubled table, she runs to the back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Gary, can you? Because yeah. I'll, I'll bring humor into the situation, you know, to deal with clients. Um, when, that when, voice, when you're not going to mess with that voice. No, I, I love know. his voice. I love it too. And, and, yeah. and, and I'm a really nice guy. I've been told I'm a really nice guy. And I'm a really nice guy till I'm fucking not a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah, you know? I, I can and, see you fly up there. And, 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 you know, with these employees, you know, I'll tell you once, nice, do me a favor, don't. Put the glass on the bar without a coaster. Second time, I'll tell you nice. Third time, I might throw the glass at you. So you know, it, it's kind of like that. So when, if or when, and, Dan, and I'm not lying, I'm gonna bring someone. If it or when Danielle pisses off a, cup, a table, <laughs> poor Danielle. Who talks to Danielle and and has the conversation of, look, what could we have done differently here? Mostly Gary. Mostly me. Mostly Gary. So you're the nice one when it comes to that, and y'all chew them out. And, well, this is why I don't have, I don't work a shift doing a particular job. Mm -hmm. Melinda is a bartender on Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. That's her shift. Okay. Um, I, I, I've, I've waited on one table in a restaurant, and that's because I had to. Um, and I probably will in the future. But being, uh, Melinda tends, and I say this respectfully, Melinda seems to see things um, kind of with blinders mm -hmm. because she's very specific at what she looks at and I look at the big picture. So she could probably hone in on something and just master it yes. really well. Where, and then where, I, where my, my job is more mastering the whole picture. What's funny is that you know I'll serve. Uh, there are times when I'll throw on an apron and you know I'll be a server and people will ask me where my boss is and I'll bring yeah. Gary. <laughs> and, and my joke with the yeah. customer is if you have a compliment tell me and if you have a complaint tell her. That's great. Yeah. I really like the, the chemistry you guys have here. Like it well, really it, when, when it works, it works yeah. extremely well. Yeah. And, and when it don't, it don't. You know? Right. 
um, uh, my thing is um, the more knowledge I have, the better I can do my job. You know? Well, yeah, it's all about communication. And communication. That's exactly yeah, what it is. Every relationship, absolutely. whether it's a business relationship, a personal relationship, or a co-host, it's about communication. Mm -hmm. Right, Frank? Unadulterated. Yeah. Unadulterated communication. And in, this, in, in, a, in the restaurant business, <laughs> things move really, yeah. fast. really fast. Yeah. Hell yeah. You, yeah. Have, you, 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 you need every bit of energy you have. You can't waste your energy twice or three times on yeah. something. Yeah. Um, and once that ball is rolling on a Friday night, there's no stopping it. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. There's, been, there's been Friday nights. I just went in the backyard and I didn't come back. It's so hard. It's such a hard They business. call it getting in the weeds. Oh, yeah. yeah. Once you're in the weeds and, and, and the employees are just doing their thing and there's, it, 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 we just wait till everybody's gone. Yeah. And, and pray there's not a bad Yelp review. Yeah, that's the other thing. The online reviews, you yeah. gotta really appease people because any everybody looks at Yelp or online or Facebook, and if you get a bad review, you gotta like cater to them. Oh yeah. In this day and age, that's right. Everyone's you know? a food critic. We've both been uh, customer service critiqued on Yelp. Yes. Oh yeah. Um, in our own way. In our own way. Okay. Um, I, I would say we're probably at about a 90, 10, 90 is a four or five star and 10% one star. What's the worst review that you remember? And I'm sure it's baloney. Like, is there something that stuck out? You're like, this didn't happen. What are they talking about? The, the one in the last couple of days. Really? Uh, what was it? Middle of August, we had um, dinner for two. Um, they ate, they paid, they loved, they left. A week later, I get a phone call. Uh, we ate at your restaurant the other night, and my husband and I got sick. So why didn't you call me that night, next day, um, I, whatever. Uh, I've seen this before. The, the mistake was we had put out that seared scallop dish. We were just rolling it out as a special, as an appetizer. And it caught on, so we rolled it out as a special entree. The server suggested it to the table as an appetizer, not knowing it was moved to an entree. Okay. They ate it. They loved it. They paid for it. And in this phone call, she says, well, we were misled by the server that it was an appetizer. They were charged $26 for it, which is the right price as an entree. Right. Did you eat it, man? Yeah. Was it good? Yeah. What's the problem here? But we were misled that it was a $12 dish. No problem, man. But they paid it. They didn't, they didn't bring the bill to the server and say, right. I, I usually touch, handle that right away. I touch yeah. every table. You know what that means? Yes. I go to every yeah. table every night to yeah. make sure, especially more towards the end of your meal, because yeah. I can tell by your face that you're either having a good time or you're right. not. Right. And and I want you to leave happy. If I got to take care of your whole ticket, don't tell everybody this. I'll copy your ticket. I want you to leave happy. Yeah. Of course. You know what I mean? So back to the lady, and now we're in a text message conversation. Could you please refund my fourteen dollars? I said, absolutely, I will refund that in full. I have it in text. No, the 14, oh, 14. she requested. <laughs> okay. yeah. My only wrongdoing was I forgot. Because I can't just go to the register and make a refund. I have to call the POS. Give yeah, them a ticket have, number. It's like hard because I don't have the card after, anymore. After a week, so, it's... So she did text me back, sir, I didn't get the refund. And I even said to her, ma'am, I'm totally sorry. I've been busy. I'll do it right now. I did it. I called. It took like, I don't know, three to five days. Yeah. Then she texted me back about 10 days later saying that I, I'm dishonorable and I'm degrading, and she put it on Yelp, that I didn't do what I said. So I sent her a picture of her text message that said, please refund my $14. Mm -hmm. And I did. And she said I was going to refund it in full, which was a $101 bill. Why would I refund Whoa. $101 when you came, you ate, you left happy, you were upset about which he called being they overcharged. They paid cash? Huh? They paid cash? Well, no credit card. No credit card. Credit but, but what I'm saying is that they ate the food. They loved the food. Yeah, yeah. She was crying about the $14. I gave her the $14. You know, so she thought you were going to refund the entire bill? Yes. <sighs> but I, I refunded in full, quote unquote, in full, her request of $14. $14 yeah. Right. So I, I think this is what this lady does. For people do this. Yes. Yeah, people you know. go to places, have yes. a great time. We yeah. we both yes. know them now. Not the 
woman in question, we could tell the diners that come in that they're going to be trouble. Yeah. Yeah. We'll put a certain server on the table. Mm -hmm. We will make sure every step of the way is handled carefully because they will find a way to leave without paying the bill. Yeah. That's just, yeah. that's so not right. The dine and dashers. Yeah. People do this yeah. stuff. They I do. had one at Lucy's, for Lucy's Laugh Lounge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was a Goomba Johnny show. I was there. She bought tickets. Were you there for this one? I was. No, this is the time oh, before. Oh, probably before. Okay. Uh, she bought tickets. show was sold out. I had two or three people working the door and seating people, and they came to the door. Uh, and she said, hold on, let me make sure I've got two seats together. Give me one second. She goes out and starts looking for the spots that are together. Uh, she comes back and people are gone. The complaint was that nobody would seat her. They were at the bar beforehand. Nobody went up to them when, when you're at a busy bar. You go to the bar. You don't just stand around. And that um, we refused to seat them. It was, we refused to seat them even though they bought tickets which didn't happen. We didn't refuse. Literally, they were looking for the seats for you. There's something else, another accusation. Oh, and they said that the girl looked like she was going to cry. Right. <laughs> it was just really degrading. It was really unprofessional. And I realized immediately, they just didn't want to go to the show. Right. They, they wanted left. their money back. They wanted their money back. They wanted a free right. show. Yeah. Right. Uh, and I tried to talk to the person. I was like, this didn't happen, miss. I was there. Everyone was checked in that was supposed to be checked in. What do you mean you didn't? You weren't seated. Everyone came in. It's like, no, you're lying. This and that. it's just nonsense. And they just want their money back for whatever reason. They're upset about something, and they feel like they've accomplished a goal. It's like a little blue ribbon for them, or something. Mm -hmm. well, one of, one of the things that is challenging in, in our location is, and this was another Yelp review. Um, when you walk in our door and you see two diners in the lower dining area, maybe one or two people at the bar, you think we're not busy. On a Friday night, Greg was playing. Upstairs was packed. Right. Deck and upper dining room. Right. And a woman walked in and said, can we have a table before? And I believe it was Melinda that said, I'm sorry, we can't do it. And the woman went on Yelp and said, we were empty and we wouldn't seat them. Right. Wow. You know, and, and I literally, we were to the gills upstairs. You know, and they wanted to sit on the deck. And our deck is uh, by reservation only, only almost, and right, because you only have by like Wednesday, tables up there. By Wednesday, Friday big. and Saturday is already filled. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, they came in thinking they could just walk in at 8 o'clock and sit on the deck and you know, couldn't do it. What's been the worst, um, I guess, customer story uh, while it was actually happening here? Oh, <laughs> that look was great. What's the, uh -oh. what's the worst thing? Excuse me, ma'am. You can leave now. Uh -oh. That's what you said. <laughs> and, and I'm surprised that's all she said. You know what? That's what? that's what you have to what do. What happened? Um, oh gosh, this two, was two doctors from Scarsdale. Yeah, it was two physicians, and they wanted to let me know that they were physicians. And I several think, times. I think they they ordered the most simple things. It was um, a pasta and risotto or something, and I, I don't remember what and the issue was. Little do they know they're speaking to. Dr. Kearns. Right, right. And, and I happen to be... Not, not a little brown woman in an apron. <laughs> okay. Whoa. Go ahead, so, finish. Uh, anyway. Um, and I say that respectfully. Yeah. That's, how, that's how they view that's her. Well, it's, it's the stereotype, yeah. and, and it is it's it is what it is, mm -hmm. right? That's, that's the industry we're in. And um, Yeah, so I, I don't remember what their issue was, but they had to let me know that they were Dr. So-and-so and Dr. So-and-so, and they wanted to leave. We were full. I mean, the entire restaurant was full and, and it took a little bit for their meals to come out because as we explained, our meals are made to order and, and when we are full, sometimes it we have to wait a little thermidor. bit. It was the lobster thermidor. Lobster thermidor. Yeah, and, and you know, after a while I just couldn't take it anymore. I just couldn't hold my cool anymore and I said, well, I am Dr. Kearns and I'm one of the owners and I'm really not sure what the issue is, but um, if this is not to your liking, I would you know, politely ask you to leave. Wow. <laughs> and, well, and, he, and, and, he was chewing oh, her out. Was, the wife was kind of like, you know, didn't want to have anything to do with what the husband was. Right. You yeah, know. but I, I don't throw um, my career, my outside career around lightly, but that night I just had to, and, and it just, just came out. And it does. I can't imagine anybody complaining about the food because no, everything we tasted tonight was absolutely... A plus, delicious. Well, there's just some people they 
they figure at one point they probably went to a restaurant, had a legitimate complaint, mm -hmm. and a manager probably said, ah, oh, you don't have to pay for that, or oh, you don't have to pay for yeah, this. And, and now it's you. part of their lifestyle. Yeah. They go to a restaurant, and if they feel that if they complain, you know, that man had the lobster thermidor. It's, we don't, it's not on our menu anymore. It was uh, one chef did it really well, another chef could. Anyway, um, and it, it was cooked outside the shell, and then when it's served, it's put back in the shell. Course, yeah. And I forget what the guy's problem was, but it's an amazing dish. And you know, I think he said it was, wasn't hot enough or something. You know, so. Greg. Does anybody ever want to get over on you? I was I was gonna go to him and ask about awful audience members. What do you think? Uh, anybody? Yeah. You ever I mean, have like a heckler or anything like that? That's run on the yeah. stage and try shouting to sing. like, I want to hear, you know, Freebird. Yeah, no, or like a. You I remember know. once I, I was playing at at a farmers market in in New Rochelle, and uh, I guess there's there's a building nearby. Maybe it's a. Uh, uh, a homeless shelter or a methadone clinic or what. Uh, <laughs> oh, I know where this is. They weren't happy and, and, and <coughs> I just got heckled with you suck the entire time. It was kind of oh, wow. oh, no. like a Primus concert where where I, I just started talking back to them and, right. and whatnot. But I mean, it's in the restaurants and, and the bars, I do a lot of open mics and I'll tell you, there's there's a lot of beginners that come out and you'll sure. have some, some diners that are just brutal. Yeah. Like and and the kids can hear, right. you know, and they're like saying, "Oh, this this person sucks," or uh -huh. you know, and it can be kind of heartbreaking for for young musicians starting out yeah. trying to come out and do an open mic. Yeah. We had someone recently that commented on open night that it was crackly and, yeah. and it was you know, and and we get that, but that's what it is, and that's. Right. Why we do it is because you, you, you can't want make to everybody support. happy. No, more. No. no, right, no. Especially with an no. open mic, because uh, I've, no. I've dealt with that kind of stuff with yeah. comedy open mics. Yeah, I'll get complaints the next day. Mm -hmm. We were at the open mic last night, and it was hate speech, right. or it was this, mm -hmm. or racist, or sexist. Right. And I said, Miss, you were at the comedy open mic. Yeah, and it was terrible. Like, it was the comedy open mic. Think of right. it like karaoke. Right. Yeah. The same way, and exactly. anytime anyone says anything about an open mic or comedy or anything like that, I'm like, I'm sorry, this no, is comedy. Is. Anything goes. Yes, comedy. I comedy, fully believe you know? that. But but Greg is not really an open mic kind of guy. He's like a singer songwriter. No. He's got two albums out that oh, he's yeah. put out. Uh, West just a resident. I just want to know, like, I love your two albums. I love them. Thank and there's you. a third you that you put out that's a live album. At Slovenia's? At, Slovenia's? at Sylvana's in Sylvanas, the city. Sylvana's, where is that? In um, the city? It's in Harlem in, 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 the in city. New York City, yeah. It so, was just a live uh, concert that we recorded off the board. And I know you work with a lot of my my friends. Yes, um, definitely. All These Strangers is one of like the hits that is off of your new album, Clocks Slow Down. Yeah, that was one of the first Which is with Andrew Bordeaux, singles. who well, I love. Yeah, Andrew played violin and, and a little bit of guitar on the whole on the whole album. I love that violin that he plays. came out beautifully. Yeah, he's super, And who sings super backup? Talented. Because you have this female backup singer that's really incredible. Uh, Sarah Brown sings backup on, on this album, on the, okay. whole, on the whole album, and we, sure. we sing a duet. On, yeah. the, on the last Sarah's song. Sarah's fantastic. She's played the, the here. Album. Has she? Times, yeah. yeah, she's coming back on, on October 4th. Yeah, I love to, it. To the Hudson Anchor. So tell me, what's your creative process when you are writing a song? Uh, well, when I, I write songs at home by myself on my couch. Um, I'm retired, so I, I, unfortunately I got to spend a lot of time home. Well, my, my kids at school. And you used to be a police officer? Yeah, I used to be a cop. That's amazing. When I got injured a long, uh, years ago, I retired 15 years ago, so. Thanks for your service anyway. I've, I've had, thank you. I've had a lot of time, uh, you know. To, to reflect. To practice and yeah. just to sit and, and. I love your voice. And just write and play. And uh -huh. so a lot of the lyrics come, you know, from experiences in my life and from losses and from sadness. Breakups. Yeah. Loves. Yeah, breakups. Loves. Yeah, and love and, and loss. I mean, experiences in your life. It's, it's kind of funny because I, I, I wrote in one of my last, on this, one of the songs on my last album, I can't keep writing songs about uh, breaking up. 
because yeah, I, I haven't really had. I've been in a great relationship for years now, so I haven't really had. A sad, you guys got to break up. I have got to break up. I know. Well, if I come, if I we'll get come into up with a, creative ways to end it. For if I have I'm a writer's just, block, if, if you need something. another song, just break up. You'll have yeah. another song. If I have no, a writer's block, the other really good one that he does is like too hungry for dinner, which is great if you want to, you know, sing that like you know, especially at this restaurant. Yeah, too hungry. Which is great. Too hungry for dinner. Too hungry was written by my one of my singing. And songwriting partners Paul Griffin, right. and that was one that he actually wrote at home with his young children. And one of them, I think, said that they were too hungry. They were hungry, but they were too hungry for, too dinner. Hungry for dinner. So that song kind of took a life of, of, of its own. And he sings he sings late on that one on the album, which is great. Great. Who do you think besides yourself in this conversation? Who do you think is the most talented songwriter in Westchester today? Him. Right. Uh, oh I no, mean, taking him out of there. There's, there's really so many. I mean, yeah. right now the hot, the hottest that I can see are, are Sarah Brown, uh, Alex Cano, um, Dan Zlotnick has been, has been kicking ass for a really yeah. long time. He deserves a lot of credit. Yeah. Um, uh, there's, there's so many. Uh, to Paul. be honest with you, yeah, Paul Griffin is great. Is great. Uh, I wish he was more involved. He's more a family guy and a teacher. But uh, uh, Sean Sean Donovan, Monica. yeah, Monica Um is really great. Uh, Mary Hood is is doing a lot of good work. I know you guys know Matt Crossett. Mm -hmm. He, he uh, mm -hmm. runs Yorktown Grill. He's really talented. We're playing with him up here this week coming and up. Songwriter. Yeah, Matt's going to be here at Hudson Anchor on uh, October 18th with, with Mary Hood, actually. It's great. It's great. So, yeah, I mean, those, those, and every time I hear a new songwriter, I, I have a new, a new favorite songwriter from Nuts so Valley. So you just sitting there on your couch, playing away? You don't, like, wake up in the middle of the night and have, like, this tune in your head or no, anything not, like that? No, not so much. No? I, 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 yeah, you don't all. walk the Hudson River like Alex told us he does? He, like, walks up and down the Hudson no, River? No, I do, park. I do, and I do, I do kind of write lyrics later on about that, but no, uh -huh. most of my... Inspiration comes sitting on my couch, smoking a little pot, maybe, and okay. play and the guitar. All right, so I'm going to lead into your Jim Carrey song, because okay. you, the line well, in the Jim Carrey song is, I want to marry Jim Carrey. Well, I mean, doesn't, is it every, just because it doesn't everybody want to marry Jim Carrey? I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, want to know why mostly, you want to marry Jim Carrey. Mostly it's because it's it rhymes, but <laughs> okay, I, I'm a huge fan of Jim Carrey, and he's, he's always By made By the way, I, I don't want to marry Jim Carrey. <laughs> I mean, we're I talking know, Jim like, Carrey, Dumb and Dumber. Jimmy, we're talking Jim Carrey. Yes, Jim Carrey. <laughs> Jim, Jim Carrey. There's so many different iterations. I like, want to marry Jim yeah. Carrey. Well, I think what I was getting at was really, I want to marry someone who has the sense of humor uh, uh, that Jim Carrey has. Okay. When, when actually, when you look Have you at met Liz com comedians, <laughs> most comedians are pretty sad and pretty dark and, and pretty depressed. So honestly, probably Jim Carrey is a lot sadder than he seems. Probably. On the outside, he's so a big it's, artist it's, now. It's actually. kind of a twist on the whole situation on on comedians and how huh. they're sad, but they make us happy. Yeah. So. Robin Williams. Yeah. yeah exactly. Right. Exactly. The same thing could I could have sung about Robin Williams. Okay. It's really the same. It's just that Carrie married Feeling Carrie like and Mary. Yeah, so and Jim Jim's been doing all this political art lately, and he's had yeah. he had this great show on Showtime last year. Yeah, and he's just been back in the spotlight. So he got when I was sitting on my couch last year, his name came to mind, and that's how he got on the album. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. I was like, I have to bring yeah, that up. Thank you. It's fun. That seems to be a song that get, when I play it live, most people respond to it. So have you been on tour? What's your future? Are you going on tour? You, uh, I know this album just came out. Yeah, you Greg. You still have Hudson River that was out only a year ago. My friend Greg Connors and I went on tour in, in, in June and July for a couple of weeks. Yeah. I'm going again up north to Vermont and Maine okay. and New Hampshire in October. And then okay. after that, I hope to continue. Uh, I've been trying to make another album. Or, oh, my or, God, another one? Or maybe just release uh, songs or, or singles, because the, the, the medium has, has changed as far as releasing music. No one's really buying CDs or listening right. to CDs. Right. So you maybe take a different approach, different approach to it. Yeah. I like collaborating with, with different musicians and different producers and different recording studios. So maybe I'll try to pick a different studio for every song, a different producer and different co-writer, uh -huh. and try to do some a project like that. You know, you brought up a point I never thought about that. Hmm. People don't buy CDs anymore. No. Not at all. With online music. No. So I, I guess for you to make your money, you have to be playing. Performing. Yeah, exactly. Performing. Yeah. Touring. Uh, 
never thought of it that way. Yeah. It's been that way now since, I guess, Napster. I, I, yeah. guess, Napster, yeah. I guess we got to give a raise. Which was like 2000, yeah. right? Yeah. 2000s. Yeah. Uh, we are flying through, as we always do. Do you want to get into your picks? We can oh. chat after that, but you um, want to just yeah. knock those out? Sure. Um, my picks this week. Sure. Picks of the week. Picks of the week. Well, you know, it's the Addicted to Ink is coming up this weekend. Yes. Are you at going? At the Westchester County Center. We have passes. I know. We're going, I thought. We do. Are we not going? I cannot go. Oh, wow. I cannot. But You're I hope... You're so busy? Yes. I you hope are. you go. I hope Andrew goes. Yeah. So, <laughs> Get a tattoo. Um, you got ink, Andrew? That starts you got no ink? on September 27th yeah, to the 29th um, at the Westchester County Center in White Plains. Uh, again, it's hundreds of, ta hundreds of tattooed artists, piercers, and vendors, and there's that amazing, the annual Miss Inked New York pageant that is going to be co-hosted by Lux Suicide, who was yes. on our show a few weeks back. She was fantastic. Yeah, so um, definitely go check that out. That's going to be a kind of interesting show there. Um, my other pick is on Saturday, September 28th. There's this denim party with uh, at the Coliseum with my friend Charlie Charlie Latrova Latrovan. Uh, that's in White Plains. It starts at eight o'clock. We're all denim. It's one of the Tia Maria Tia Maria, right? Yeah, it's one of her events. It's going to be great. And then on Sunday, September 29th, um, there is the Westchester County Car Show at Glen Island Park in New Rochelle. And I love oh, cars. I nice. love car shows. So I thought that'd be fun. And then everything else is like, you know, all the music is always on the calendar on AdamWestchester.com. Just check that out. But those are my big three picks. I got a couple if I can throw them out there. I have always. Uh, Dave Landau from uh, Comedy Central and uh, the Anthony Cumia Show is going to be headlining at Lucy's Laugh Lounge on September 28th. Yeah. That's really exciting. He's very funny. Very nice guy. Um, and then... Friday, September 27th, and Saturday, December 28th, Jeremy Piven will be yes. at the White Plains Comedy Club. Yes. The following week, uh, Judy Gold will be at the White Plains Comedy Club yeah. on October 4th. Yeah. Get your tickets. Get yeah. your tickets. Get them. They're flying. Yeah. Whiteplainscomedy.com and lucyslaughs.com. Absolutely. Greg, what was your first concert? Do you remember? What did you go see? Uh, yeah. I, I must have been... Eight years old, I think. My dad, no. my mom and dad took me to the garden to see Foreigner and uh, really and, and Johnny Winter, I think. That's so cool. Yeah, it was like it was the Double Vision album, I think. All right. All right. So was it at that point? Like, what point did you think I want to be a musician? It was definitely probably that night. That night. Like, I don't remember spe specifically, but yeah, it must have been that night. Cool. That's great. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Thanks. My first concert. Yeah, do you remember? I, I do and I don't. Um, <laughs> there was a f several um, concerts that were fundraisers for what used to be, I'm not sure if it still is, the um, Terrytown Pop Warner football. Now it's called the Wolf Pack, I think. Yeah. Um, and okay. they used to do fundraisers with, uh, this was early 70s, with Motown fans. Oh, wow. Yeah. The Shondells and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I think the first concert I went to, kind of on my own, like uh, where my parents probably didn't know I was at, I, I think was the first concert ever in uh, the Meadowland Stadium when it first opened. Steve Miller Band. Uh -huh. um, cool. Uh, and it, there was four, I, I just can't think of who it was. I, I probably smoked too much pot that day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is pot legal yet? Is it illegal? Is it legal in New York now? No, not, not, all I know is that you can't smoke a jewel anymore, right? Well, that just passed. Or they can't oh. sell them. They can't sell jewels? I think they can't sell them. <laughs> not officially yeah. passed yet, but just about. Just about. Just trying to I, control I, I, us even I more. believe the uh, smoking of marijuana is legal. Did you it's two, two ounces. That's possession. You ain't smoking two ounces all the time. It was decriminalized. It was decriminalized. decriminalized. Right. Yeah. Right. So is it legal yet or no? It's not no. legal yet. No. Okay. Not at all. Not yet. Not recreationally. Right. It's like a speeding only ticket. If, no. Only if uh, you have like cancer or there's something that you... Uh, yeah, medicinal. Medicinal, medicinal. Medicinal need for it. Okay. 
It'll pass eventually because California has it. It doesn't matter. Oh well, yeah, it's, it's it's gonna it's gonna pass well, all well, across the US. One of the US, things uh, we spoke about a couple of months ago is, and I saw a thing on the news last night, is the infusion of the THC into draft beer. Oh, yeah. there's, oh. There's a, a new pizza it's power CBD. somewhere in the city. It's like the CBD stuff. It's not THC. CBD. Whatever it is. Well, yeah. Is, yeah. is now infused in pizza. Everything. And everything. Yeah. It's yeah. CBD, yes. but there's no THC in it. Right. We learned right. this because right. we did our podcast at, at Bedford Hills and Wine. Beer and wine. Beer and wine yes. bar. Beer Bedford. and wine bar. Beer and wine bar. Beer and wine bar. Yeah. Really, they have, and they're connected to a... Uh, a candle and CBD oil. Um, CBD store. live natural. Yeah, really interesting stuff. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, which I've heard commercials on, and it's. She gave me a bottle, and I love it. I've been oh. sleeping through the night with it. Really? Yeah, you don't. There's no. There's no high to it. You just get the benefits of yeah, CBD the calming of it. Can help some people. Yeah, yeah, and there's even coffee that you can get with it. Everything's getting infused with CBD, so you might yeah. want to look into that's, that. That's into a some waste of, your, of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to look into that into some of your unadulterated it's fruits. It's, it's coming. It's yeah. coming. And, I know Melinda was talking it's about one of coming. the beers and, that. Yeah, uh, and I can't wait for the, the for the beers to be legalized with it. In the yeah, can't wait. It's coming though. The CBD cocktails yeah, are coming. Absolutely. Yeah. They have it at the coffee shop, uh, Coffee Labs on Main right. Street. Right. They make right. lattes infused right. with CBDs right. now, so you can get one over there. Right. From. That's what I was bringing up. All right, guys, we got to wrap it up. Um, thank you again, Hudson Anchor, 222 Beekman Avenue, Sleepy Hollow, New York. Melinda Kearns and Gary Serena, thank you so much for thank hosting us and joining us. Thank you so thank much. Our pleasure. Hudson Anchor, seafood.com, incredible food. Incredible. At Hudson Anchor Online. Thank you, Greg Jack Quinn. You said it right this thank time. Thank you uh, so much. Check out his music, Greg Jack Quinn. I almost did it again. GregJackQuinnMusic.com. Get his Perfect. album. Clock slow down on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, and get out to a show. He's going to be right here at Hudson Anchor on September 27th in Sleepy Hollow. September 28th, Dudley's in New Rochelle. October 17th, The Green Growler at Croton. But uh, all his dates, you can check them out online. Liz, thank you. So any parting words from you, Liz? No. no? Just check out outmarshes.com. Thank you so yes. much, everybody. Thank, thank you, guys. Thank, thank you, you guys for being here. Thanks so much. Well, that was different. Awesome. Yeah.